0: You're listening to episode 55 of the Mad Chatters Podcast, October 14th, 2015.
1: Most everyone's mad here. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Derek, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Jeremy.
1: Good morning, sire.
0: And once again, that's it. Once again, Matt is not joining us. Um, This may shock some of you. You may want to be seated, but we do have lives outside of the mad chatters podcast
1: well some of us (laughs) (laughs) matt specifically yeah
0: (laughs) um we even have lives outside of disney but to be fair matt did warn us that he would probably be be gone last week and this week so we kind of knew ahead of time this was going to happen um but we we really look forward to having him back very soon
1: we're in the midst of contract negotiations and (laughs) his is really being drawn out
0: so he is being a really big butt about the whole thing and
1: (laughs) Something about no brown M&Ms and the candy dishes in the green room, uh, all kinds of things. So,
0: Anyway, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but since he's gone, we thought we would take this opportunity to talk a little bit more about Disneyland since Jeremy and I went recently. And uh, we're going to do something that's kind of fun and also kind of uh, pointless, but we're going to kind of rank the two parks um, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about a few things that have popped up in the news. And the reason I'm talking about these specifically is because they relate to things we have talked about on this show before. And the first one has to do with that little building that they've been uh, popping up in between Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror over in Hollywood Studios. There's been some speculation as to what that was going to be. Well, this week... On the Disney Parks blog, they officially announced what that building is going to be. It is called Sunset Showcase. And it is going to host Club Disney, which is going to be a dance party where guests can meet Mickey and the gang. And it will create a, quote, electric club environment. And the DJ will play Radio Disney Top 40 Songs. Jeremy, have you made your fast passes yet?
1: This sounds like my personal hell. I mean, that's what this sounds like. This sounds horrible. Like, now, is this going to be this building that is being put up there? Is it like the white tent building that they use for Darth's Mall?
0: It's not a tent. Like, it looks just like those original Hollywood Studios buildings. You know, like the buildings where you uh, go through the gates Okay. which also matches like the Sounds Dangerous like it's got that silver bar all the way around oh, okay. the top. I don't know if you can picture It's just like that.
1: Yeah, no, th- th- it's different then because in previous years for Star, Tours weekend, or Star Wars Weekends, they've had and maybe not in recent years but I know in previous years before they've used it uh, like a big white tent and they called it Darth's Mall and that was where gotcha. you could get all your Star Wars merchandise and Star Wars Weekends merchandise. But it sounds like this is not the case. It sounds like this is something a little more permanent. Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it looks really good. Even the letters Sunset "sunset" Showcase are those permanent like uh, silver letters that are just like where it says Disney's Hollywood Studios and the front gates. It looks just like those. Um, so they did a good job of theming it.
1: But does this just not like we have to have something because there's nothing and we can't lower ticket prices. So we got to put something that's going to entertain people I mean, this is like the lowest common denominator of Disney entertainment right here. Some horrible dance party with a few characters thrown in. And not only that, but to Radio Disney tunes?
0: Yeah, I was a little taken aback by that. I mean, here's my thing. I'm going to defend them a little bit. Because my first inclination was to think, seriously, you're going to close 35 attractions and then the first thing you actually build is going to be a dance party? (laughs) It, that's silly. <laughs> but someone did tweet something today that made me reconsider, and that is this. Where do they usually have dance parties in Hollywood Studios? Right in front of the Great Movie Ride.
1: Well, that's true.
0: Now they have a permanent place indoors where you cannot see it if you don't want to, and it's not going to disrupt the rest of the park.
1: Or does this mean that we're going to have two dance parties <laughs> instead of one?
0: It's possible. I'll give you that.
1: Ugh. I'm trying to look up pictures right now. What is this thing called in Club Disney? Sunset
0: Showcase is the building. Club Disney is the dance party that will be going on inside.
1: And just what a terrible name. Like, couldn't you think of something clever and snappy? Club Disney? I mean, come on. (laughs)
0: Like what? I mean, I feel like that's a good name for something that kids want to go to.
1: Well, maybe. Like, let's
0: go to Club Disney. It feels like you're a grown-up going to a club.
1: No, that building is very permanent there.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, did I not describe it pretty well?
1: Yeah, but I'm picturing where is this at again?
0: It's uh, back kind of behind Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror.
1: Wow. Okay, I didn't realize that that kind of building could fit there. Hmm.
0: I mean, I'm sure they use space that previously you could not access.
1: Yeah. No. No. That definitely was backstage. Yeah. Well, I mean, December fourth it opens to those who go there. Congratulations. Dance I your heart out. Dance the heart away. That doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have no more heart. I danced it away. Okay, well let's move on to some other news. Something we've talked about a lot on the show as well, live action movies. We did a whole episode on it and we've talked about how they cons- they constantly keep coming out with new ideas. Well, one they announced like a month ago and I can't believe we never talked about this. Mary Poppins.
1: Oh, yeah. They're
0: developing a Mary Poppins sequel. Uh, let me go ahead and read the, the whole news thing first, and then I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. Okay, so they're developing a second live-action Mary Poppins musical. It's set in Depression-era London. Um, they've said it is not a sequel, but it will pick up 20 years after the events of the 1964 film. It's based on the stories, probably more than the, the first film. Um, the guys who wrote some of the songs for Hairspray and that awesome TV show Smash <laughs> on NBC will write uh, some of the songs for this movie as well. Uh, Rob Marshall, who I believe did Chicago and Nine and Into the Woods.
1: I think he did Into the Woods, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: he's directing it. And Kenny Ortega, the famous choreography choreographer, will be doing the choreography for it. Um, and there's no word yet on whether or not julie andrews herself will appear
1: i saw julie andrews on the today show last week discussing her new children's book and they asked her about the mary poppins reboot and she surprisingly gave her blessing i say surprisingly but i should have known she would because what's she gonna say like no that i is-
0: am the only mary poppins
1: <laughs> who do you think you are disney <laughs> company um, but no, she said she go. She made the comment. Um, it's been fifty years. It's time, you know, to do something fresh and new with it. I, however, disagree because <laughs> I just can't see how, like, who you just got some Kahuna's to stand up and be like, we're gonna do Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and think you're gonna be able to achieve the same level. I mean, Mary Poppins is iconic, and I know we throw that word around sometimes. Really willy nilly, but I mean truly iconic when it comes to characters and films and influence in the Walt Disney Company and in culture. So I pity whoever is going to be Mary Poppins because those are big carpet bags to fill.
0: <laughs> totally, I totally. I mean, she's practically perfect in every way. Ah. Have, you can't top that. I, I will say I'm glad it's not a reboot or, or no. not a remake. You know, it's not like, let's do the original film, but let's do it better. It's going to be based on a completely different set of stories.
1: Do you remember a couple years ago when that image of, like, um, it looked like a movie poster was floating around Twitter? I think it was, like, an April Fool's Day prank or something, but it was Tim Burton's Mary Poppins. Yes. Now, that was, like, oh oh, you know? It kind of was, like, at first you were, like, no way, and then you were kind of, like, well...
0: No, I was... I was pretty permanently set on the uh, stage.
1: <laughs> It'd be like Mary Poppins meets the Adams family. Who do you think should play Mary Poppins, Derek? Oh, if you're gosh. the casting director today and you could have anyone in Hollywood or across the board, I know who I'm going to say. Okay,
0: you give your answer first.
1: Okay, I'm going in another direction. Okay.
0: If you say Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I'm saying, Patina Miller. Who, oh. if you're not familiar with her, she currently is on the, the CBS drama that's really boring, Madam Secretary. She's the um, assistant, one of the assistants or something. But she played the lead in Sister Act the musical on Broadway, and she was in Pippin the reboot, where reboot uh, the uh, revival, revival. <laughs> a couple years ago. She is, she is amazing,
0: fantastic,
1: and I think. She could do it. And again, it would be a totally different Mary Poppins. I think she could set herself enough apart from Mary, Mary, uh, uh Julie Andrews that it would be like, oh, OK, yeah, I can accept that.
0: That's a really good answer. I like that a lot.
1: Thank and you. And she
0: also seems to be like someone you just like, like from the moment she steps foot on screen, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because um, that's a hard trait to have.
1: Definitely. Because you got to be stern, but likable because Mary Poppins, you're like, I really love Mary Poppins, but oh, I don't want to step out of line because she can definitely, you know, cut you if you're not (laughs) careful.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, my first thought uh, was Jennifer Goodwin. I don't know. I guess she just has that that personality of like she could totally be a good nanny that kids would like. I have no idea if she can sing. Yeah, um, those of
1: you who aren't familiar, she's Snow White on Once Upon a Time.
0: Right, right. She was in she was in several movies before that, but now she's kind of gone back to TV.
1: And she's but, a huge Disney fan as well, exactly. And yeah. Disney Parks fan. So she, if she was offered Mary Poppins, she'd probably like freak out.
0: I mean, they're probably going to offer it to Neil Patrick Harris, let's be honest. Like, he's in everything Disney.
1: (laughs) Disney's Marty Poppins. (laughs) Guess who's coming to save the children?
0: (laughs) Oh, and he enunciates everything. (laughs) So, like, just a spoonful of sugar?
1: (laughs) No, you could do that. And then, instead of having, uh, if you have a gender swap of, like, Marty Poppins, and then, instead of Bert, it could be Bertha. And so you have a female.
0: These sound like 90-year-old fat people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marty and Bertha. Well, I mean, Mary and Bert aren't exactly cutting-edge contemporaries. I guess it,
0: it, it takes place in the 20s, so that kind of makes sense that they would have older names. Yeah. But...
1: Well, we shall see. Is it, 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 there another live action that's coming there out? There
0: is, yeah. A live action Cruella Deville film. Now, we have much less information on this. In fact, that's all the information we have, but it is a go.
1: Didn't we already have this in the 90s? I mean, 101 Dalmatians and 101 Dalmatians 2 or whatever it was. I mean, those are both very much driven by Cruella. Glenn Close is Cr- Cruella Deville,
0: But she is not the hero Or the anti-hero of the story.
1: We're doing this again.
0: Exactly. We're we're
1: going down this path.
0: She's been misunderstood.
1: Of course. Because what chain-smoking rich woman who wants to kill puppies isn't properly understood? The
0: puppies (laughs) killed her baby. And she wants revenge.
1: (laughs) You've been rooting for the wrong people this whole time. Don't you feel stupid?
0: Anyway, look for that in theaters who knows when. I, I who could play her? I mean
1: Well, I mean Glenn Close. Again, I thought you talked about a perfect casting. Yeah. She she did excellent. Sure. You know who it needs to be? Um it needs to be Oh my gosh, it needs to be uh Patti LuPone. Since oh Glenn word. Close took over Patti LuPone's role in Sunset Boulevard on Broadway and it caused a big stink, now Patti LuPone can get her revenge. And take over Glenn Close's role.
0: Listen, you need to save all that for your Broadway's and Gummy Bears <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm just uh, sharing fun facts. I think our listeners—it's
0: fun, fun, fun for all you Broadway stuff. fans out there. Anyway, Croyle Deville, Mary Poppins. If you have casting ideas, send those our way.
1: No, don't. We don't care. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do a segment of the Disney Fix.
1: The Disney Fix.
0: And this is where we pretty much just talk about anything Disney related that's been on our minds as of late. Jeremy, you go first. What you got?
1: One of the things that I wanted to mention is something our listeners may not be totally familiar with, but I've kind of slowly dived into, and that is the Disney comics. Um, and I recently read the first Figment series, which is only like five or six books, I think. And now you can buy them in a trade copy, which is all of them combined together, and um, and I really enjoyed it. Now I am not really a big comics fan. I'm I'm late to that party. As far as I never read comics as a kid or even as a teenager. I'm just now starting to read them as a an adult. But uh, that's okay. Logical. and um, <laughs> So I just started the fig, uh, figment number two, which just came out. Uh, the first um, issue, first book came out last month. I want to say or the month before. So it's coming out monthly. Really good and really fun and if you like figment and that and the dreamfinder and that character this is really kind of like a fun thing where i hope that they might even one day if they redo the ride take some of the elements from these comics and put it in it'd be cool
0: okay did you say you have you have not read the big thunder mountain railroad ones
1: i have not okay. no wonder how good those are i'm not sure i do have the first uh, uh, copy of that the first book I got a really cool cover that was a limited edition one that I found at uh, Comic-Con, but I haven't read it. But the Figment is really fun, and it gives like a fun backstory as far as who Figment is. And in this, the second series, all of a sudden they're warped into like the present day. And so the first series takes place when like the 1800s, and now all of a sudden they're in modern day, and they don't know how they got here. And it takes place in Epcot at the Imagination... Um, Institution there, so it's really kind of fun. Very
0: interesting. When you said Disney comics, my first thought was stand-up comics, and I'm like, (laughs) where can I hear these Disney comics? Because I would love that.
1: It's just like Fozzie Bear and Dave Coulier. (laughs) That's all it is. Oh,
0: oh, bless. Cut Um, it out. Yeah, I like a year ago when we first went to Disneyland. I bought attraction posters which I'm obsessed with for some reason, like I have attraction poster magnets, and then I bought that set of attraction posters, and they're a really weird size, they're 12 by 18, and no one sells frames that size, so I've had them for a year, just sitting in their package still, but they're really cool, like they've got a Fantasyland poster, and a Snow White Scary Adventures, and Matterhorn, and all, like the original attraction posters, Um, and then this year when we went, I bought the attraction poster calendar, which is a Calendar, But, like, the the posters are perforated, so you can tear them off and frame them. And they're the same size, 12 by 18. Well, this week, I finally found on Walmart.com, they sell 12 by 18 frames, a pack of three for 15 bucks. Oh, wow. And so I ordered a pack of three just to make sure it's going to fit. And I haven't actually tried it yet, but I got them in the mail, and I'm really excited to fit the posters in there. And I'm going to decorate my office with all the attraction posters. And the cool thing about the calendar is it has attraction posters from all the parks so like mystic manor from hong kong and, right yeah hong kong and uh, this yeah and the skyway from tokyo and um it's got uh mickey mouse review which is which is what was in feel her magic before like Bay, the yeah, lion Antarctica. king before all those shows so it's really kind of cool of all the all the history that's in there the thing that makes me laugh about the calendar is i was thinking i would actually use it as a calendar until it was up and then i would use the posters but the poster takes up the whole thing and the calendar is just like that itty bitty square of numbers in the bottom right corner. Oh. Like yeah. I thought it was going to be you open it up and the whole top page is the calendar and the whole bottom page. But I guess they didn't want to put anything on the back of the posters.
1: Makes sense. So it's
0: just a giant poster and then the itty bitty square of numbers. I'm like, well, that helps no one. But
1: Nobody buys a calendar for the dates anyways they do too to write stuff i was being sarcastic okay come on i was like that's the
0: only reason people (laughs) buy calendars right to write stuff in the squares and i
1: do jokes Derek. it's a little comedy i do um
0: those are jokes
1: how many of these i'm dave coulier cut it out uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm a disney comic um how many of these posters will you have on your wall when it's all said well
0: i'm probably not going to frame them all to be honest but um the the leaf the loose leaf posters came with twelve, and then the calendar came with twelve as well. So technically, I have twenty-four of these.
1: Any doubles though?
0: No, there are no doubles, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Because the one I got last year was specifically for Disneyland, um, and then this one has both. Like I said, and the only ones for Disneyland are not on the first one I bought. Um, my favorite—I remember when this came out last year. We were we were so excited about getting it. Was the Jingle Cruise poster. Yes, I remember when they released that and I'm like, that is the coolest poster I've ever seen. Well, now I have it.
1: With like so. the elephant wearing the Santa hat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so. fun. You know what you should do is like put them all on your wall, except for one where like it can be like in a place of prominence, like on the door or something. And then every month, you can change the one on the door and switch it with one on the wall. That way, like, for Christmas, you have the Jingle Cruise up, or for Pirates, you can talk like a pirate month.
0: Well, th- the calendar does kind of have it by months. Like, the October one is is Mystic Manor. Okay. Um, there but there are go. some months where it's like, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah.
1: Is there? I mean, is there, like, an American Adventure one for Fourth of July?
0: There's not. In fact, that's the Pirates of the Caribbean one, which is kind oh. of weird.
1: Oh, never mind. These these are stupid. I don't like them anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, they're they're really cool, and I'm really excited to frame them. Um, I want to get some nice frames for some of them, and then do like a mat around a mat border. Yeah, and some of these cheapo frames, and kind of have a nice mixture. Um, I don't know why I'm obsessed with these, but I just think they're a really cool piece of Disney history, you know?
1: That and they genuinely are like a piece of art in a way because you can tell like there's craftsmanship in it. They're not just pictures of the attraction but somebody had to sit down and really put some time and effort into them and they're really they have some artistic beauty to them
0: Yep, yep, i love them and once i hang them i will take a picture and uh let all of our listeners see it i'm sure so look for that in 2018 <laughs>
1: yeah get excited folks about the time you can win the mug you can also see pictures <laughs> yeah.
0: the same is true for you but when people ask me how disneyland was they always follow it up with so which is better disney world or disneyland
1: every time it, every time it's so funny
0: and it is the most impossible question to answer in my opinion Yeah, because we say this a lot but like they really are both our children Yes, and I thought, especially after the first time I went to Disneyland, I was like, "I'm pretty sure I know which one is better." But after this time, it's like, "No, I cannot decide because there's so many different variables, so many different factors that well, it's better over here, but this is better over here, and I, I really enjoy both of them." And it's like they're all part of the same family.
1: I got really deep with somebody because they were like, "Which one's better? Which one do you like more?" disneyland or disney world and i was like well you know blah blah and they're like no really you have you have to love one more than you love the other and i was like um when you had your second child did you love that that one better than you did the first one no your love can grow <laughs> i got very angry about it
0: but it's really true though i'm, I'm sitting here nodding my head like yeah, yeah
1: yeah your love doesn't have to divide it can double it's it's basic philosophy
0: yes yes um, so w- what we're going to do is we have a billion different categories and Jeremy probably thought of something that I didn't think of but we're just going to kind of go through and just give points to the different parks based on which one wins in these categories Je- I'm going to keep score for Jeremy I'm going to keep score for myself and at the end we'll see and I just want to say right now that no matter who wins in this scoring system does not really mean I like that park better so that's why this system is completely meaningless
1: everyone's a winner everyone gets a participation trophy when we're done
0: good good i'm not gonna keep score but that's no fun so i am gonna keep score okay so first i think the easiest thing to do is compare the attractions that are in both parks to me that's like such an easy thing to do because technically yeah. they're supposed to be the same
1: and well they we said the same but really in reality there's very few that are exact copies
0: that's true that's true. And if it is an exact copy, I say we just don't give a point to either. Exactly. Because there's no point.
1: Because people ask me, that, they're like, well, isn't it like the same? And I'm like, well, they both have a space mountain, but they're entirely different space mountains when you look at them as far as...
0: Well, actually, uh, when you look at them, they're exactly the same. Well,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean, when you <laughs> analyze it. Uh, so even though we say these are shared, they're re- m- most of them are not. So
0: Okay. So let's start in Tomorrowland. Astro Orbiter, who gets the point?
1: My vote for Astro Orbiter goes to the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World. And the reason why Astro Orbiter at Disneyland is way too close to the hub for my liking. And it's also, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Astro Orbiter in either park, really. But Magic Kingdom wins me over simply because it's on the second level. Totally. So, like, if you're going to have a spinner that's different than Dumbo, at least do something different that's going to set it apart from just being a normal spinner so astro orbiter here in the magic kingdom you get to go up onto the second level above the people mover actually i guess that's the third level technically because the first level is the uh yeah.
0: i mean it's high it's a pretty yeah. high attraction
1: because you have the quick service then you have the the people mover and then you have astro orbiter mm-hmm. so you're up high uh, you know you get better view of t- the park and tomorrowland so
0: yeah three stories it's like 200 feet in the air, <laughs> like that <laughs> ship in Fantasmic. That's right. Anyway, uh, totally agree on all counts. Okay, number two, Autopia, or as it's known in Disney World, Tomorrowland Speedway. For me, it's got to be Autopia because that is the original, Which which is not going to affect all my decisions. But to me, like... It's okay kinda of back there where you're not you don't have to see it if you don't want to. I like the individual cars a lot better because they kind of have the old nineteen fifties feel, whereas Tomorrowland Speedway tried to do like a NASCAR speedy feel with like the stripes on the side and I mean they're just not fast, so that doesn't make sense. And it's like right by Mad Tea Party in Disney World, which has always seemed so strange to me. So for this I gotta give it to Disneyland.
1: Totally agree. I vote for Disneyland as well because Magic Kingdoms is so Obtrusive right there mm. You you can avoid Autopia in Disneyland If you want to mm. In fact, we did <laughs> <We're Yes>. like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's there Should we ride that? No, no. Um, But Magic Kingdom, you cannot avoid that thing It's there, the smell is there The noise is there It's just awful So if you're going to have an awful attraction At least hide it
0: <laughs> That's a good Philosophy that, to live by That's
1: a t-shirt you won't find in the Emporium <laughs>
0: Okay, number three, Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters, or as it's known in Disney World, the Space Ranger Spin.
1: I'm going to throw my card out to say that this is a non-vote for me. Because I know we rode Astro Blasters on the first trip to Disneyland, but I genuinely do not remember it at all. And I'm not a fan of Space Ranger Spin at the Magic Kingdom. It does nothing for me. So both of these are... Just space fillers, places for toddlers to go and not be close to me. So I'm thankful for it on that end. But if they both went away tomorrow, I would be totally fine.
0: Um, I I do agree. I actually like Disneyland's better for the very simple fact that you can pull the gun out of its uh, holster, I guess. Because in Disney World, like wherever you're shooting is completely up to whoever is turning the car so like if i'm about to shoot something and then you turn the car it's like dang it i missed it whereas disneyland you have complete control but in the end they're both shooting games and i kind of hate shooting attractions (laughs) so they're they're both just ties it's a tie so number four i think i know our answer to this but space mountain my answer disney world i i love how disneylands is smooth But I love even more that Disney World is rough, (laughs) which doesn't make sense. But I love the unpredictability and the speed and the sudden drops that Disney World offers that Disneyland's does not.
1: This is difficult for me because Disneyland's Space Mountain won me over more this past trip. I enjoy the um, loading area of the Disneyland version better. I like that big space i don't know rocket or yeah something ship know. or it's a piece of a ship that's above <laughs> it <Careful. when> you <laughs> <laughs> that's above the loading area um the track at walt disney world definitely is better as you stated however i like the cars i like the side-by-side seating of of space mountain at disneyland and i also love um i really like the ghost galaxy i enjoyed that um which is an added thing. So, okay. I'm going to I'm going to call this one a tie for me as okay. well. Okay, that's fair. Because if if I pick one, I will hate myself, and I just can't do that.
0: That no, that's good. That's safe. Because I really do enjoy Disneyland. I have nothing against it, and it's so comfortable. Yes, but I guess I just I really enjoy.
1: You're a little more diplomatic than I am.
0: No, wait. Wouldn't, no, I'm a little more yeah. diplomatic than you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one, another mountain, Big Thunder Mountain. Railroad.
1: For me, uh, this vote goes to Disneyland, simply because of the special effects and the final cave um, with the dynamite and the uh, TNT and the the spark going up the the. What do you call that? The fuse, I guess you would say. Yeah. And then the big explosion with the smoke and the lighting effect where it actually looks like fire, that wins me over. Other than that, I don't really ha- see much difference between the, the ride layout and they both are disappointing if you sit in front. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and they're both much better to ride in night. Um, theme is pretty much the same and effects are pretty much the same in both. But except for that one cave, if, Disney, if Walt Disney World gets those effects... Um, then I would probably vote for that one simply because I like how it's set apart a little more from Frontierland and the rest of the park than Disneyland's is. But uh, as of right now, I'm going with Disneyland. Okay. I,
0: I love the that final scene with the effects and I love uh, Rainbow Caverns. Nope. Yeah, Rainbow Caverns, but also what's the Rainbow Ridge, the town? Yes. I love all those things in Disneyland, but for me, it's not really enough to say, oh, this ride's better than in Disney World. So for me, I called it a tie. Uh, okay, now we get to another mountain, Splash Mountain, and for me, I do have a preference, and it is Walt Disney World. I feel like it has more animatronics. I might just be remembering wrong, but I feel like when we when we ride Disneyland's, it's it's like a really long time before you see any animatronics, before you see anything really. Um, and and I think the drops are a little bit better in Disney World as well. So I'm going to give it the edge on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with that as well because. I don't think there are more animatronics, but you are right that you do see them and the drops are definitely better. And again, I like the side-by-side seating better than I like the one-by-one-by-one seating.
0: Oh, so, yeah, I forgot
1: about that. Um, plus, it doesn't have that <laughs> song in it. And I like song, it. I don't. <laughs> so I find that so jarring there. It's just like, how does it go? Give us. A I little, don't know
0: the words, but
1: no, Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see Derek's face as he sings this. Except it's like two octaves higher than that. Yeah, it's like, uh, in, but the words are even kind of like, turn around, Brer Rabbit, you're going to be stew, or something. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there is something about stew in there. FSU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get that at Disneyland either. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: that's the only reason Disney World wins mm-hmm. is because of the FSU rabbit. But. Definitely. Okay, next on the list, Haunted Mansion.
1: This, again, y- y- you nitpick it apart. I like Walt Disney World's exterior. I think it looks creepier. I like that it's set back into the woods a little bit, so it adds that, like, What is that over there? It's kind of out of the way, creepy looking. I love the hearse out front with the uh, horse-drawn aspect, the ghost-looking feel. Um, But in Disneyland, I love that the Hatbox Ghost is there. And I love that um, they get the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. So that being said, I'm going to give it to Walt Disney World. And it may just be because that's the first one I've ever rode. And so I attach, like, I like how the, um, the hurry back girl is over you where mm-hmm. here it's out at you know, Disneyland, it's on your way out and it's mm-hmm. kind of can be missed in many ways if you're not careful.
0: And on the same lines, I like that the the busts that kind of turn their heads with you are part of the attraction. Yeah. Um, as is the, there's something else. Oh, the, the changing portraits. Those are part of the attraction as well, mm-hmm. like once you get on. Um, I feel like the attic scene is better.
1: The end uh, effects are better on in Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that hatbox ghost, I forgot about him because he's so new, and he, he is a plus over in Disneyland, but I, I gotta give it to Walt Disney World for Haunted Mansion.
1: And to be fair, we have not ridden Haunted Mansion in normal... I have. Oh, it's you have. It's
0: just been 15 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I have not. So maybe I'm... Again, I'm not qualified, but who cares? Send your letter to somebody who...
0: (laughs) Like we said, this this episode means nothing anyway. I
1: I will never listen to these frauds again. (laughs) They haven't even ridden Haunted Mansion at Disneyland.
0: (laughs) Okay, next attraction, another classic, Pirates of the Caribbean. For me, oh my gosh, this is the easiest one on the list because Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is my favorite attraction there. Not to say the one at Disney World is not good, but it's certainly not as good.
1: Again, yeah. I mean, it, I it's no contest. It's It's got longer scenes, more scenes. The cave scenes are just amazing. We really oh. got gypped out of cave scenes For in the world. Because there's like...
0: It's like three minutes long, the cave
1: part. Yeah, I think it might be longer. Maybe so. Like, look, a cave. Ooh, ooh, wow. Ooh, another one. Hey, ooh, look at that. And then the bayou scene at the beginning is very nice as well. Um, I guess you could compare that to... Um, Grand Fiesta Tour, but you can't, Oh,
0: I I see what you're saying. I was like, I'm not comparing Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) to the Grand Fiesta. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, so Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is just, even though our queue is better and loading area is better because the queue there, you're like, oh, there's the boats and they're like, right walk walking the door. So, But they do a good enough job, I think, after the queue of separating you from that feel.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're in the cave the whole time, I was thinking, we are under Disneyland right now. This is crazy. Yeah, like, you, all of this is down here.
1: You get that feel of like Phantom of the Opera. You're in the lair. You're way down there, away from places you're not supposed to be. At least that's what I felt.
0: That's a good reference. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jungle Cruise. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Wow, you know, Jungle Cruise left a bad taste in my mouth from our Disneyland trip. I don't know. Did we mention our experience in that line?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, but that's not Jungle Cruise's fault. But go ahead.
1: That's true, but still, I'm looking at the attraction as a whole. We got in line at Disneyland's Jungle Cruise, and it said, what, 15 minutes?
0: Yeah, or 25, something like that. Not long. And it said from this point, and the line wasn't even near that point.
1: Yeah, and... We get in line, and we're like, oh, yeah, it's just down here. But then there's, like, a whole upstairs queue as well. So you had to go upstairs, and it was all kinds of switchbacks and every which way, and then back down the stairs. And it took much longer than 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. It was, like, at least 45 we waited. Yeah. Um, And that
0: queue, I mean, I get why they did it, but it is the most confusing. Like, to go upstairs and do all that and then come right back where you started is like, ah!
1: Yeah, it totally... (laughs) It was, it was upsetting. Not upsetting, but it was definitely like, okay, if I would have known we had to do this, we probably would not have ridden at this time. Mm-hmm. But um, this is another one. I'm having a hard time giving a point to either one. The only thing that sets Disneyland apart is, and this doesn't make sense because it's not really something they do better, but I'm still... I don't like the cave or the temple scene in Walt Disney World. I just feel like that's such untapped potential in there mm. because there's no animatronics except like the one snake that moves back and forth. And it just feels like a waste of, 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 of a good scare or a good fun effect in there after all this time. But I can't really fault, fault that in, in favor of, of Disneyland because yeah. they don't offer that either. So I'm going to give no score.
0: Okay, I'm the same way. I, I do like the piranhas in Disneyland, but not enough to say that a whole attraction is better.
1: Yeah, I forgot about those, and they scared. They genuinely made me jump this, this yeah. past trip. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, whoa, 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 okay.
0: <laughs> okay, next on my list is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Wow, this podcast is so boring. I'm so sorry. I'm going to tie this one as well, because they definitely have uh, parts about them that I enjoy. Like, I love that you can eat your uh, Dole Whip inside Disneyland's version, but, it, I mean... There aren't enough differences for me to merit awarding one a point over the other.
1: See, I am going to uh, award a point.
0: Because while I
1: do enjoy both, from the beginning, I have always enjoyed Walt Disney World's version better than Disneyland. Simply because I like, I feel like the Oval Theater... It brings so much more than the square theater does. I know it sounds really stupid and crazy, but something about that oval feeling, oval theater feeling, I like better. So okay, fair. And enough. And I feel like our cue is better uh, with the the two birds in the in the more tropical feel, rather than just the tiki gods and the ungodly long line for Dole Whip.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. But we've never waited in that line. No. Because uh, pro tip, you can go inside the queue and order it from that side of the counter as well.
1: But even that line was long when I saw it, because you did not see it this trip. Uh uh-uh. I don't know if we said that, but you and Jill, our friend Jill, went and rode Big Thunder Mountain while I enjoyed Enchanted Tiki Room. But even that line inside was long. There was a hmm. lady that was like, we had to come in because they were yelling the doors were going to close. And we'd have been in line for 20 minutes, but blah, blah, blah. So they did not get their dole whip and they were upset.
0: It sounds like it. That's a hard life. <laughs> for us. Um, okay, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse or in Disneyland, the Tarzan's Treehouse?
1: This sounds like heresy, but I'm going to give it to Tarzan's Treehouse. And that's because of... I like the music from Tarzan and they play the music throughout it and I and I enjoy it. Even though I love Swiss Family uh, Robinson.
0: I was gonna say, you hum Swiss Capulca randomly all the time.
1: That is true, but I... I I don't know. As an experience, I enjoy Tarzans better. Okay. Don't throw stones.
0: No, I'm not. I, I didn't say either one because I don't really love either one. I mean, neither of them has like moving interactive features or anything like that. So to me, it's just you're climbing upstairs just to come back down them.
1: Hidden Mrs. Potts. Hello. It's Disneyland.
0: <laughs> That's like after the treehouse, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And not enough for me to say it's so much better because Mrs. Potts is there.
1: I made us do it. Uh, in Disney this past trip simply because we I mean like like it was right there and we needed to do right. it Right. but it was definitely one of the things that when we were done I was like okay maybe oh. the sweating was not worth
0: it. Oh my gosh I was just about to say I was so hot. all, the, <laughs> Like I wasn't hot all day and then after coming down off of that like I was dripping sweat.
1: And then we went to lunch and I think that kind of because we didn't eat a lot at lunch afterwards either and I think maybe that probably can yeah, play thanks. part of it. Thanks Sorry. Jeremy.
0: Okay next one Dumbo. We're gonna head over to Fantasyland and do all these. Is there enough? I mean I'd say there's not really enough to say one's better than the other. I mean No,
1: I think one is way better. Well, I, th-
0: I guess in Disney World you do have two.
1: Magic Kingdoms is way better. First off, you have two. Second thing, you have these amazing water features that and lights that um at dusk underneath it when you ride that's awesome then you have the cool like whole theming of the circus that surrounds it and the tent for the children to play in and and all. i think it's way better at, at uh now ride experience uh, experience is obviously the same it's just a spinner but aesthetics wise magic kingdom blows it out of the park
0: okay i am still gonna keep a tie just because i'm only on all these i'm only ba- basing it on experience
1: i think you're being paid off by the disneyland lobby is what it is no
0: i mean i'm gonna get the storybook circus later don't worry but for for the attraction itself i mean there's no difference um okay peter pan's flight i have to give it to disneyland on this one just because of the new upgrades Uh, i i think as a whole they're really not all that different i love the Starfield in disneyland that's not in disney worlds right
1: I don't think so, now. Like
0: when you turn the corner and it's like blackness, but all around you from ceiling to floor are like these little glowing lights. And it's like you're flying through the stars. Love that. Um, so I got to give it to Disneyland.
1: Even though Walt Disney World finally got rid of the queue from hell, Ugh. which was that outside when you're by the stinky bathrooms and you're waiting for an hour and 50 minutes, that now it has the nice indoor air-conditioned queue. I do agree that Disneyland's version of the attraction is better, even though the queue is awful. As far as you're outside in the sun,
0: it is bad. And at least Disney World offers Fast Pass.
1: That is true. No Fast Pass in Disneyland for
0: your mm, man. Yeah. Okay. The Mad Tea Party. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, this is hard again, but I'm going to give it to Disneyland simply because. I don't know. There's just something about when you see pictures of it that it just makes me happy. It just looks like it's naturally there instead of in that shelter, which I get why they have to have it in the shelter, but it just feels, looks better to me.
0: 100% just, agree. Those hanging lanterns at night are just the coolest thing to look at.
1: Yeah. By the way, they're selling, um, little like party lights for like your garden um, that look like those lanterns at Walt Disney World. I saw them the last time I was there. Wow! And they're, you know, like, they, you know how, like, you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, sometimes you see them with, like, chili peppers, you know, for, like, Mexican restaurants or whatever. Yeah. But they have those lanterns, and I had to contain myself from buying them because I was, like, My whole house would be covered in lanterns. Yeah, that's
0: pretty cool. I saw that they also started selling little teacups with saucers that look like the teacups from the ride.
1: Yes, which I'm like,
0: why they didn't do this 60 years ago? I have no idea. Absolutely,
1: I will have a set of those. Even though I have way too many mugs as it is and cups things. The picture
0: makes it hard to tell. Like it almost looks like a little espresso size, but I can't really tell from the picture. That would be
1: nice because I don't. They don't sell a lot of espresso size cups.
0: That's true. That's true. All right, carousel. Do you really have a preference on this one? Uh, no. Okay. Um, okay, staying in Fantasyland, let's move over to It's a Small World.
1: Facade-wise, Disneyland. However, attraction-wise, I'm going to go with Magic Kingdom. Because I feel like Magic Kingdom uses the space better. And I like that the water is more... It's not just a flume that you're in, but the water seems to be all over.
0: It's the float, or not floating, flooded caverns. flooded. Yes. Yeah.
1: I like that better. So I'm going to go with Magic Kingdom.
0: I, I completely agree. That facade is one of my favorite things to look at in all of Disneyland. But the attraction is, and I actually like that you're outside for a little bit too. I think that is cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't actually like the addition of the characters in Disneyland. If you don't know, they've added like Woody and Jesse in the America section, and they've added uh, Ariel and Mulan and all Lizo these sorts and of... Stitch. Exactly, all these sorts of characters. I don't think they really fit. Um, and like you said, they've used the space better in Disney World because Disneyland was actually moved over from the 1964 World's Fair, which means it, it, they kind of had to jam it into a space where it didn't fit. So like there are whole walls on your right that are just black walls with like an exit sign. Don't love that. And I do love the flooded cavern, so I got to give it to Walt Disney World's version. Okay, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Walt Disney World's is better simply because your, your um, ride, your honeypot moves better. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that when Tigger bounces, you bounce. And when you're going through the flooded scene at the end, like you feel like you're drifting in water. You don't get that at Disneyland, which seems like such a simple thing that they should be able to do, but.
0: Well, no, remember, you do get the water feeling, but it lasts like way longer than the water scene is over. That's right. And
1: it's that's like, why right. are we
0: still doing this? I'm getting yeah. so sick.
1: But you don't get the bouncing with Tigger at no, all. No,
0: you don't, yeah. So for that reason, I agree. Walt Disney World. Okay, Under the Sea, whatever journey, something, something, Little Mermaid is called uh I can't really call it on this one. I, I the queue, oh my gosh, so much better at Disney World. Yeah. Um and the facade, like it, it looks incredible. It's it's looks just like Eric's castle from the movie. Yeah. But as far as the attraction goes, I can't award a point.
1: Well, that's why I'm going to give my point because of the facade, and okay. the outside um, to Magic Kingdom. But the rides are pretty much identical. Yeah. Especially now that that Walt Disney World has the upgraded lighting. Yeah. You can't tell a difference.
0: Okay. We're gonna get into tough territory now. What about the castles?
1: Mm. Mm. I'm
0: gonna tell you right now, I didn't call it. I I just can't. If there were a park where I was like, oh man, I just love that castle, but I, I just love both the castles, like f- for various reasons.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna I'm gonna call it because I feel okay. like the people demand the people demand it. Okay. Cinderella Castle. Okay, I think it's simply based on its size. I like that it really is the icon of the park in that you see it from every aspect of the park. You you know, in Disneyland, I remember last year, our first trip, we're like, "Where's the castle? Oh, we can't, we can't base ourselves off of the castle where we are in the park. We have to go off the Matterhorn." And we we were like, "It's so small and cute," you know. So Cinderella Castle really has that just overwhelming aspect of its size um, however I I do like Disneyland that it has the walkthrough the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough and we just have a restaurant but we also have the sleeping uh, the the dream suite which is fun in there so.
0: yeah and walking through the castle I think is better at Disney World with the mosaics yes um, I don't love the stage out front I, I don't know I just like I love so many things about both of them I, I just can't decide I guess that was kind of a cop out
1: but Cinderella Castle, it's funny, too, how, like, it has it has really become the icon of the company as well, more so than the Disneyland Castle. Because when you see the, like, before a film, that's, mm-hmm. that really looks more like the Cinderella Castle than it does. Yeah, when
0: Tinkerbell flies over it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Okay, the railroad.
1: Disneyland Railroad. <laughs> way, <laughs> ding, 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 way, ding, ding, ding. way better. I mean, first off, Walt Disney World Railroad you have like one or two animatronics that kind of are there, like a couple of Indians. And then it's a whole lot of Florida swamp where Disneyland.
0: It's like, did we leave Disney world? Where are (laughs) we right now?
1: (laughs) Where are you taking me? I'm scared. (laughs) Um, Disneyland. They have those great, uh, you know, the grand Canyon diorama. They have the, the primeval world. Um, Plus the seating is better.
0: Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, The monorail, I think we've talked about this, but for me, monorail, hands down, wins at Walt Disney World. I actually like the colors that they use at Disneyland, but that's about it. It's, it's the most pointless attraction, and it's not air-conditioned. Whereas Disney World is air-conditioned, it actually serves a purpose. If you need to go from Magic Kingdom to a resort nearby, you can take the monorail. If you need to go to Epcot, you can take the monorail. So for that reason I gotta give it to Disney World.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is a highway in the sky rather than just a loop around the park. Um mm-hmm. which is all it is really at Disneyland. It's just kind of well, around the property rather.
0: Right. Well they said that they originally built it to be for Disneyland hotel guests, like a way to get but even then, like you gotta walk away from Disneyland Hotel to yeah. the entrance. I mean it's not that far, but but it's monorail. not
1: convenient. I mean, it's not I mean, it's like
0: not that much easier than just going to the front gates.
1: No, no, because I mean, in Magic Kingdom or Walt Disney World, I mean, if you're on the on the Monorail Loop, I mean, it's your front door. You're right there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: Yeah. No, and the 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 lack of AC still surprises me <laughs> I know. because it is toasty in that yeah in that Monorail. So
0: it's like a little oven that goes around.
1: Yeah. Plus, they miss out on that nice. Smell that! Like it smells like the gorilla house at the zoo, but in a good way. <laughs> they should really bottle that.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: monorail.
0: <laughs> um, talk to uh, Yankee Candles. Do you think get an air freshener?
1: I would totally have a Yankee Candle Monorail candle. People be like, what is that smell? I'd be like heaven.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, the last one I have for the Magic Kingdom is actually a Nighttime Show, and it's Fantasmic, which at Disney World is in Hollywood Studios, but they're, they're close enough that we can compare them. So what are your thoughts on these?
1: As much as I love the stadium seating at Hollywood Studios, I enjoy Disneyland Fantasmic better, and it really boils down to the, the Peter Pan pirate ship. Is what wins me over because I like the bubble scene and the medley in Walt Disney World. But I mean, that's clearly not nearly enough to justify that amazing pirate scene with Peter Pan mm-hmm. on the Columbia. So
0: it's for me, it's the pirate ship. For me, it's also Maleficent who breathes fire. And for me, it's also the Pinocchio thing that even though this last time sitting on the ground, I was really wanting those bleachers, like my <laughs> butt was feeling it. I was like, I gotta stand up some to me those those show scenes are enough to still say it's, it's better
1: at yeah. Disneyland and I don't know if we mentioned this but while we were watching Fantasmic this last time there was a family and I don't know where they were from I think they were speaking German but they it's a good thing they were not in front of us they were beside us where they weren't blocking our view because cast members kept repeatedly trying to tell them to sit down and they would not sit down and how the people behind them did not like throw them into the river i don't know because my blood would have boiled but it didn't block my view so
0: i mean i get that they didn't understand what the cast members were saying but did they understand that they were literally the only three people on the entire front row that were standing i guess not (laughs) but uh yeah
1: anyway side story
0: Okay, let's move outside of Magic Kingdom and head over to Epcot, where Soarin' is, or as it's called in Disney California Adventure, Soarin' Over California. Do you have any thoughts on that one?
1: Uh, this is your favorite attraction at Epcot, I know, Derek, so I know how you're going to vote.
0: Love it.
1: But I, as far as theming goes, I mean, it's essentially it's the same film in both parks, but they do a much better job of getting you into the Soarin' mood <laughs> at a... At a Um, California Adventure because Mm -hmm. the whole kind of you know the theming of going into a hangar and you have like the aviation history and it just feels better and besides it I felt like it moved faster the queue moved faster than at Epcot so
0: and the wait time is always shorter and you can't really fault Disney Worlds but you kind of can because like during that hour wait I'm already feeling like I just don't want to ride this why am I doing this and that kind of affects and Disneyland got the new screen or the new projectors recently so, yeah, for me, it's Disneyland.
1: It makes me wonder, like, why didn't they do some kind of similar theming in that long hall queue at Walt Disney World? Because there's nothing there. And I, I guess they were going off of the whole land theme because they have those screens with the goofy land games that don't ever work. No, and these,
0: don't even tell me those are themed to the land.
1: Yeah, because you have, like, remember, there's four screens. So at one point you have, like snowballs on one and beach balls in summer and, and all that and you're trying to hit the balls back and forth still and then the the lighting above you is like clouds you know how it looks like a yeah, cloud yeah. but you could have easily done some aviation stuff on the walls and it still would have fit the theme all right but it's just such a boring cue. like it's just like
0: it's uh, funny yeah. to me because our friend Jill, who has never been to Disney World, we were telling her, well, let's not ride Soren today because, you know, we, we have it at Disney World. And she's like, well, it's a little different because it's not soaring over California. And we're like, no, it for real is. It really <laughs> It's the exact same
1: Same film. You see Tinkerbell, Matterhorn at the end. Same yeah.
0: Thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they really didn't do a whole lot to that one. Okay. Uh, Star Tours um i called it a tie on this one
1: yeah i don't feel like i can vote on this because they are the exact same attraction yeah the only thing that would sway me a point is simply because it's not in the magic kingdom in walt disney world it's in hollywood studios where it fits better rather than being in tomorrowland but that's not enough too.
0: but i mean bless tomorrowland's heart in disneyland it needed something <laughs> so i don't even care okay tower of terror
1: Absolutely. Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. Just simply, I mean, the experience of walking through those gates and walking up and you feel like the property has been abandoned for a hundred years. It's just an amazing thing. It just has such a spooky feel to it. And California Adventure, you do not get that at all. And I don't know why or because I feel like they tried in a way because you... That outside queue has that, you know, they tried it, but it just doesn't work.
0: Well, and not even to mention the, traction, the attraction elevator does not even move forward like it does in Disney World. Which, if you've never ridden it or seen an on-ride video, is very surprising. Like, oh, we're moving forward all of a sudden. That's strange. Yeah. Which doesn't happen in Disneyland.
1: No, definitely. And and I feel like the tower is more ominous in mm mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios than it is in California Adventure and
0: I said this before but why they built the one in Disneyland like eight years after Disney World why is it not as good (laughs) it makes no sense to me
1: well why did they even build it I mean they should have built something unique
0: well you say that but that brought from what I hear that brought a ton of guests to a park that otherwise wasn't seeing a whole lot of guests come like when that opened it was like we have Tower of Terror and people started flooding in
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Anyway, okay, the last one I have on my list as far as replicas go is Toy Story Mania or Toy Story Midway Mania. Did you call it on this one?
1: You know, I'm going to give it a tie because they both have their pros to me. I like that the Midway Mania feel fits in perfectly there in California Adventure in the... uh, Oh my gosh, what's the name of that? Paradise
0: Pier, Paris where all Pier. the midway games are.
1: <laughs> yeah. And but I feel like it fits in just as well in Hollywood Studios there in the Pixar Place. It's true. And you're you know, the queue is nice there with the being shrunk down to the toy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I called it a tie. It, not enough pros on one side or the other. Okay. So that was the first round. Woo, this could be a long one. Can you
1: give us like an update on the score? Okay, okay. So here here's where we
0: stand. Jeremy Jeremy's scores, he's given 9 points to Disneyland and 11 to Disney World. Ooh. For my scores, I've given 7 to Disneyland and 8 to Disney World. Oh, boy. So, Walt well, Disney World has the lead so far, but it's a very tight race.
1: Call the neighbors and wake the kids, folks. It's getting close.
0: <laughs> so, now let's move into attractions that use a very similar ride system, but are themed very differently. So, for instance, let's start with Dinosaur versus Indiana Jones Adventure.
1: I'm going to give it to Indiana Jones, and even though it's the same ride system, for whatever reason, I feel like Indiana Jones is just so much bigger overall, uh, especially the one room that you enter where um, you just kind of descend down the path. You go by the snake and all the skulls and the fire effects. I just feel like there's it's, it even brings a more in, uh, intensity there that, that is lacking in dinosaur recently. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I love Dinosaur, don't get me wrong, but there's so many scenes where it's just pitch black. Whereas Indiana Jones, they really had to theme the entire attraction because you're always seeing something, whether it's the giant temple or the snake or whatever. Uh yeah, so I gotta give it to Indiana Jones. One of the best attractions attractions in my opinion at Disneyland. Indy. Okay, next one. Test track. And then over in California, Radiator Springs Racers.
1: Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Is this it? really, uh, yeah, because I love Test Track 2.0. I really do.
0: Me too. Me too. But
1: Radiator Springs Racers is just about perfect. I mean, it's up there with um, Splash Mountain, in my opinion, as far as just having everything done right. A great attraction. You get a nice thrill, excellent audio animatronics, beautiful story, music. I mean, it, it, it's amazing that they could take a movie like Cars and make it that uh, amazing as of an attraction. So i got to give to Radiator Springs Racers.
0: Okay. I, I do, too. Second only to Pirates of the Caribbean, this is my favorite attraction in California. Like you said, I love Test Track. I really do. But I, ju- I just can't give it a point over Radiator Springs Racers. Okay, let's head to some water rides where we've got Cali River Rapids in Florida and Grizzly River Run in California.
1: Uh, This is a tie for me, because they both are rides that you just get wet on. There's really no (laughs) other point to them besides, like, you only ride that if you want to get wet. You don't ride that because it's a great story or anything, but just to get wet.
0: See, it's funny. I'm actually giving the point to Grizzly River Run on this one, because I feel like the theming is a lot better. It makes sense around that mountain. You've got the nice drop at the end. Um, That's
1: true, but Kali River Rapids, it makes sense because it's... They actually have a better story, I would say, because you're looking for illegal loggers.
0: Sure. I mean, I'd give you that as far as story goes, but that's not something you see just by looking.
1: That's true. But tie for me.
0: Okay. Let's head over to some coasters. We'll start with small with Goofy Sky School in California versus Primeval Whirl in Florida. Matt's favorite attraction, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Primeval Whirl.
0: Yep. It spins.
1: It spins and it sounds ridiculous, but that spinning amps the ride up tremendously. Yep. You know,
0: I like them both, though. I do.
1: Yeah. Fun rides.
0: A little bit more intense: Coaster, Rock and Roller Coaster versus California Screaming. They both have the launch start and then like upside down inversions. That's why I put them as similar.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm going with Rock and Roller Coaster simply because it has a better takeoff. I like that when you shoot you, you feel it in your chest, but then it gives you that disorienting where you go upside down, you shoot up and then upside down, and you don't know, am I right way up or am I upside down? Where am I? Um, California Screamin' lacks that, even though California Screamin' at night is a great ride because you really feel that I'm on the wharf somewhere, and this is an old-time carnival feel, you know. It, it does fit that. And I li- actually like the music better for California Screaming. I do too. And, and, and Rock and Roller Coaster, because I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan. But you also get Steven Tyler's Oscar award winning acting at Rock and Roller Coaster. Yes. And you only get Neil Patrick Harris's voice. So, But I've given it to Rock and Roller Coaster.
0: Uh, yeah, I love them both, but Rock and Roller Coaster takes it from me. Okay, let's talk about a show. These are, these are both about 45 minutes long in a big theater and sort of a Broadway-ish style production, and that is Aladdin in California and Finding Nemo in Florida. Do you have a preference?
1: Oh, my gosh. This is, this is like, my Sophia's choice. Uh, my Sophie's Sophia, choice. Sophia. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Sophia, the first choice. This is my Sophie's choice because I love both of these shows, and they're both, like, done so well.
0: Well, that's why I called it a tie.
1: Well, but I feel like calling a tie is a cop-out. So I'm going to give it to... Fine. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Finding Nemo the Musical. Because I feel like both have great music, both have great acting. But from a technical standpoint, Finding Nemo is a more amazing show. Because you, when you can kind of think about all the puppetry that's involved... And that kind of thing, it really just kind of amps it up to me. So,
0: I will give you that the puppetry is cool, but Aladdin has m- a lot more stunts that are just as impressive a p- as puppets. That is true. Like the the flying carpet, and then there's a lot of like choreography with the uh, the I don't know what they're called, but the guys who are trying to catch him at the beginning. There's a lot of choreography and sword throwing and stuff. So, yeah. that's why I call it a tie because I, I don't think there's one where I can say. You should go to that one and not the other one. Like they're both worth seeing.
1: But I'm pretty sure they use two Aladdins because how can he be on stage and then be on the carpet?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Captain <Katinafya>. Obvious. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some nighttime shows and the
1: Celebrate reason. Celebrate world Stop full it. of Stop magic. it.
0: I think it's pretty obvious which one I'm going to pick on this one. Uh, There's World of Color, which Jeremy just uh, serenaded us with. You're welcome. And Illuminations, which really are not that similar, but they are both unique to their parks. That's why I put these together.
1: Even though I, like, celebrate a world full of magic, and I sing it often, I have to give it to Illuminations because that's such a great show and just so, I don't know, you know, you just get amped up and you leave there and you're like, yeah, World we're the best planet ever.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I like them both, but Illuminations love that soundtrack. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. And I, and I like that there are actual fireworks and that it's only, like, 13, 12, 13 minutes long. And yeah. there's enough, um, like, variety in it where it's like, oh, here's a new scene and a new scene and then the fireworks and then the globe. Whereas World of Color is, like, 25 minutes and it's like, oh, it's it's still shooting colored water. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um okay the last thing i have is parades i don't know if you want to go parade by parade or just in general
1: oh my gosh well let's do afternoon parades okay i'm saying tie i'm sorry because between festival of fantasy and um sensational there that's a tie in my book
0: yeah um, I think I think the floats are better in Festival of Fantasy, and I think the soundtrack is better in Sensational. That cancels each other out.
1: Yeah, no, the, yeah you're right about that. Um, nighttime, paint the night. Definitely better than Main Street Electrical. Don't hate me, Disneyland people, but we're tired of Main Street Electrical <laughs> and the Magic Kingdom. We're kind of ready for it to go away.
0: Yeah, okay, well, if we're, if we're separating them, then I'm going to have to agree with you on that. So Disneyland gets a point.
1: When can we do this again? Oh, oh,
0: oh. Okay, let's talk about any unique attractions that are only in one park, like Disney World or Disneyland, and they are so great that you think that park deserves a point for it.
1: Okay, obviously, I'm giving a point for making the Magical Map.
0: Me too.
1: Because it's such a good show. <laughs> like, it's so amazing. But then the other thing, and you mentioned this on the list, or oh, y'all let you mention it. I
0: don't remember what I said.
1: Oh, Expedition Everest. Like, that's such a oh. unique attraction. Actually, we probably could compare that to Matterhorn. Like, why didn't we think mm-hmm. to do that?
0: No, because to me, Exhibition Everest is so much better than Matterhorn. And they're not really the same ride system. It's just a roller coaster in a mountain.
1: You know? And yetis.
0: Abominable snowmen.
1: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, so, so
0: tell me again, you g- you give a point to Everest?
1: Yeah, because it is such a g- unique and great attraction. It
0: really is. Yeah, like, that was probably the la- the last original attraction Disney World had, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but still. Um, okay, I gotta give a point to Disneyland for Alice in Wonderland. I know both mm-hmm. parks have, have dark rides, but that one, to me, is enough to warrant a point Yes, for Disneyland.
1: Yes. I, I'm going to give them a point just for Fantasyland in general, because even with our expansion we had a few years ago their disneyland their fantasy land is way better than ours but oh totally. storybook canals and toad and pinocchio and snow white i mean they just like kick our tail so
0: yeah, that's a good one as far as lands go i guess these kind of cancel each other out um i'll go ahead and give a point for both but for disneyland i'm giving a point to new orleans square because i think that's something that disney world really really misses. It, it really could use because I, I love it so much there. But then Disney World has Storybook Circus, which is just a fantastic addition that um, obviously Disneyland doesn't have room for, but I think it's enough to say you, you will love Storybook Circus when you go to Disney World. So I'll go ahead and give a point to both for those.
1: And I would like to give a point to Walt Disney World for the World Showcase in general.
0: Oh, I did too. I did too.
1: So that's a wonderful thing that you don't kind of realize, but you're like, well... It'd be nice if I could just tour the tour the countries right now when I'm at Disneyland mm-hmm. as well. But.
0: Okay, um, I'll list two more that will be even. I, I listed the trolley in Disneyland. I don't know why Hollywood Studios does not have a working trolley.
1: Mm, yeah. Disneyland
0: does; it's great. But I also love the people mover.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, in
0: Disney World, which Disneyland really needs.
1: Those kind of cancel each other out. But yeah, I agree with those too.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to give two more. <laughs> I guess this is kind of unfair, but I'm giving a point to World Walt Disney World because they have Animal Kingdom, mm. which is just completely unique. I think people in Disneyland who go to Disney World for the first time are always blown away by Animal Kingdom because it's unlike anything they've ever seen at a Disney park. Very and true. for that, I give it a point. And Spaceship Earth as a ride and as just an iconic symbol. Mm. I'm sorry, Disneyland, but yeah, it's you're just not the same when you don't have those two things.
1: Nope. So now we're wrapping up the list, and we're just going to kind of look at some things in general. Just general appeal of certain aspects of both uh, coasts, and that is the overall queues. The lines that you stand in while you're waiting for attractions. Yep. Which park does queues better?
0: This is something I actually usually bring up when someone says, which is better, Disneyland or Disney World? And I say, well, one thing Disney World's really got going for it is almost every queue is themed in some way and you're probably going to be in the air conditioning as well. And so really the attraction starts from the moment you get in line, which I
1: love. Definitely.
0: But I mean, it was able to do that because it had space, but still it's it's got to get a point for that.
1: Absolutely, I agree. And it's it's really is amazing like you don't realize like it's just something I guess in today's world even at like Six Flags and Universal like you're just so used to having queues and long queues and you know, expanded queues. And so when you go to Disneyland, and like you're like, oh, you walk in the door, and there literally is the attraction, and you're like, how? Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's really it was a kind of jarring the first time I, I did it. Like Little Mermaid, there. I'm so used to going through the cave and all that, and then you walk into the and the, nope, you just walk in the door, and oh, there's the clam shells. Yep. Oh, okay, whatever. Anyways, the next area is resorts. The Disneyland resorts, which there are only three compared to the Walt Disney World resorts, of which there are uh, around 20.
0: Yeah, Disney World. I mean, that's what makes this the vacation kingdom of the world, because you have three different levels of resorts, and they are all wonderful in their own ways, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. I would almost consider, though, giving Disneyland at least a shot at this, in that I would say, well, I recognize that they have limited space. But since they... If it was just Grand California... Grand Californian and Disneyland Hotel maybe but since they added that awful looking Paradise pier I'm like nope nope you're that's you have set the bar too low because that thing is so ugly and just I I don't know I mean I would be
0: I mean to be fair it was under a different chain of hotels and then Disney bought it and turned it into a Disney hotel
1: but by turning it into a Disney hotel literally all they did was put some things on the outside. Then took the Drury Inn signal off, or whatever it was. I mean, it, it just does not, it just looks exactly like what you would think how they just stuck something on the outside and all of a sudden it's a Disney resort. Mm-hmm. No, it, I, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. If you're going to pay that much for a room, I want the Disney experience of the theming all the way through and the thought out, you know, the thoughtfulness. I don't want Holiday Inn converted.
0: Okay. I'll give you that.
1: Oh, next is Downtown Disney at Disneyland versus Disney Springs. Now, this is probably kind of unfair at this point to judge, but we'll judge with what we have currently, as there still is a lot of construction going on at Disney Springs converting it over to what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, but what'd you pick?
1: Um, you know, I went with Disney Springs simply because even right now with the the few additions that have been made, I feel like it's a more unique experience where Disney lands feels like city walk to me at universal where nothing really unique as far as two universal properties. You have just regular restaurants there in downtown Disney. You have, you know, the sunglass hut or whatever. And is there any unique restaurants there? I guess there's more. Well, yeah, but- for
0: sure. The Ralph Brennan's jazz kitchen, yeah, uh, the Catow restaurant—they've got a nice pizza place there. But I mean, Disneyland is kind of a joke in my opinion. I think it's like a place to get from one from one spot to another. You have to walk through downtown Disney, but no one makes it a destination.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas Disney Springs will be a destination. Yeah. Especially with the Jacques Lindsay and the Morty is, Moore. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: is he French?
1: Isn't Jacques. French? Jacques uh, Lindsay. It's not Jacques.
0: No, it's J O C K. Jacques.
1: I thought it was french no oh jock Lindsay. well i i'm gonna make him french okay and the boathouse and fultons you know those are like unique
0: and it's all around the body of water the disney springs yeah yeah Yeah. all right what's next
1: quick service dining
0: okay at disneyland
1: yeah absolutely it's amazing how disneyland quick service Like they, there's so much more than just like your typical burgers and wraps and salads and things, but you really can like expand your horizons and eat very unique things. Like, um, of course now they, well, in Magic Kingdom, now that they've changed the menu at Pecos Bills, but, uh, yeah, the Mexican restaurant flows, like these are things that would probably be table service in, in, uh, Walt Disney World.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. And you get real plates. Yeah, Which is so stupid to say, but like, the first time I got it, I was like, oh, like, is this quick service? This is like a real plate that I can break if I'm not careful.
1: <laughs> you have to be very strong to break it. <laughs> well, but I mean, if I drop it or something. Yeah, no, I definitely like the quick service options better at Disneyland than yeah. Walt Disney World. However, that leads to table service, which Disney World definitely has better table service options than Disneyland.
0: And not just in the parks. Like the fact that you can get away from the parks and go to a resort and have a really nice table service restaurant. And there are hundreds. Well, maybe yeah. not.
1: Well, there are tens. Tens. There's as many <laughs> listeners as we have for restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> no, but table service definitely has better options. And you're probably close, if not a hundred. There's definitely getting close to that because you have some resorts that have three or four table service restaurants mm-hmm. in and of themselves. So
0: yeah, and don't get me wrong, some are much better than others, but. They're still mostly better than Disneyland's.
1: Definitely. Number nine, the ease of getting from park to park. I mean, clearly, this is a (laughs) no-brainer because Disneyland, that's one thing I tell people, I'm like, it's so nice that you have two parks that are just like face-to-face with each other with like 50 yards in between them. And so if you just want to run over and ride something in the other park really quick, you can, and you can do it in like 10 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. Whereas in Disney World, I mean, that really could be an hour depending on your mode of transportation. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it cuts an hour out of your day, whereas Disneyland it's right there. And yes, there are fewer parks, so it might it might sound unfair for us to say, well, it's easier because there are just two, but the number of attractions is comparable in just those two parks, as in all four of the Disney World parks.
1: Like, if you are going to Magic Kingdom, like, I, never, I don't like to leave Magic Kingdom area at all, unless I'm leaving for the night. Like, to me, if I'm at Magic Kingdom and I'm like, oh, I have a reservation at, you know, even, even thinking, like, if I have a registration at Epcot tonight, that means I got to take the monorail all the way to the TTC. Then I got to get on the other monorail to Epcot. Then I got to get through Epcot's gates and bag check again and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And it's just like all this drama. So it, it's a hassle, but th- they kind of wanted that, you know, with the space. They yeah, that's the true. Space, so.
0: Okay, let's get to the end. Let's just call this the, the lightning round. Any points you want to award for anything at all, you go for it. I'll start. For me, Disneyland has to get a point because Walt was there, and you feel his presence, you feel his touch on certain attractions, and you, in just a way that you can't at Disney World.
1: Mm, yes, I'm giving a point for the um, uh, Hall of Presidents at mm. Magic Kingdom. Good Even one. though I like great moments with Mister R- Lincoln, it's much more impressive to see all 43. United States presidents up on stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give a point to Disney. Well, I guess he's kind of cancel each other out. I like Disneyland because it's very intimate and kind of quaint. Like everything's just really close together, and you feel like you're just surrounded by it. But but then the, again, Disney World. I really appreciate the fact that there is space. Like that hub is just huge compared to Disneyland's. Mm-hmm. You're just able to kind of have more elbow room. So never mind. I'll just cancel those out.
1: Uh, point to Disneyland for Silly Symphony swings.
0: Uh, I should have seen that one coming okay point to Disneyland which has no, nothing to do with Disneyland but the weather <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta give it there's so much less humidity there
1: point to Disneyland for the Heimlich choo choo train
0: uh, okay I have, I have just a few more Okay, I like that Disneyland always keeps things new. Like they're constantly updating their shows and parades and fireworks. So I got to give them a point for that because Disney World is not good about that. I got to give a point to Disney World because their Halloween party is so much better than Disneyland's just based uh, on what yeah. I've seen that they offer. Definitely. I got to give a point to Walt well, Disney World because of the many transportation options they offer. You can ride a ferry, you can ride one of the resort boats, you can ride a bus or the monorail, and they are. All just really, really quaint in their own ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta give a point to Disneyland because they still have legacy fast passes, the old system, which I like because if you're if you know what you're doing, you can get maybe four or five in one day. Um, I gotta give two final points to Disney World because a. You can find places to escape the crowd. So, like, if you're in Disneyland and you just kind of want to kind of get away, well, you got to go out to Harbor Boulevard. You, like, you can't you can't find that in the park. Whereas in Disney World, you can go to a resort. You can um, you go go back to Disney Springs or whatever. You can go um, to the beach. You, yeah, kind of. Um, and the other one is kind of related to that, but I think it's separate. And that is you feel like you're secluded from the real world. Like when we walked back to our resort every night, it was like, oh, we're back in Anaheim, California, where there are homeless people on the street and cars honking at you. Whereas in Disney World, you go back to your resort and you are still totally in Walt Disney World, away from the rest of the real world.
1: And $10 milk.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, I just have to say this. I went to a convenience store, which I know is convenient and not necessarily cheap. I bought one of those like disposable bowls of raisin bran, which I think was actually two servings. Like it was, it was a pretty good size. Um, but it was one of those where like you tear off the top. And then I bought a half gallon of milk. It was ten dollars for those two things because the milk was six ninety seven <laughs> for a half gallon of milk. Oh, I was so mad.
1: She saw you coming from a distance. Who? the clerk she was like oh here comes a tourist jack that stuff left. oh
0: okay i think she could feel my anger fumes coming oh out.
1: well maybe that too because you were pretty fuming
0: <laughs> okay anything else should i tally up these points let's
1: see the final scores. Okay, i'm kind of nervous all right i don't like to be a favoritism shower
0: all right well your scores were really really close no they weren't you oh. have a whole thing of tally marks i didn't see hold on okay Jeremy's final score, Disneyland, received 18 points. Oh. Well, Disney World received 22.
1: Oh, that was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, so Disney yeah. World
0: wins by four. I gave a lot more points. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland received 21. Disney World received 25. So I also oh. gave it to Disney World by just four points.
1: It's very good that we host a Disney World podcast and not a Disneyland podcast.
0: And also, there were more things to score Disney World on. Definitely. You know, so.
1: Definitely. So, basically, we have accomplished nothing, except to say that we like both parks pretty, almost pretty much evenly, except we do favor Disney World just slightly.
0: And now we have an episode where when people ask us that question, we can say, if you listen to episode 55 of the Mad Chatters podcast.
1: That's a good idea.
0: So uh, if you have any thoughts that maybe we forgot or you want to throw in your two cents, please do so at comments at madchatters.net or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook as always. We love to hear from you guys over there.
1: We have a listener that you, you told me was recently in Disneyland, right? Are they back? Yes, uh,
0: they get back today. Yeah. Okay,
1: so I look forward to hearing their thoughts because this is their first trip, correct?
0: Um, in a while. They a while, they went okay. years ago, but I think it was actually before California Adventure opened. Oh, wow. So. so, so Lisa, if you want to email us your trip report, let us know the highlights. We'd love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, I am always always like to hear other people's views and opinions, even when yeah. they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying you will be. Our but. fans
0: are never wrong, so that's good. <laughs> or our listeners, excuse me.
1: Oh, I did. I, oh, I forgot. Oh, my God. I wrote this down. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Let me just say, we don't have to put it in the scores. I thought of one that we didn't say okay monsters inc ride in dca that i can't remember the name of
0: mike and sully to the rescue
1: versus monsters inc laugh
0: floor oh good one Mm. uh definitely laugh floor
1: yeah i would say laugh floor because laugh floor is different i mean they're both cut pretty bad but at least laugh floor is different every time you see it like it's a different experience different jokes
0: right well and it's just a unique experience like there's nothing like it in the other parks
1: except turtle taco crush
0: oh yeah (laughs) well that does it for another episode of the mad chatters podcast thanks so much for listening we will be back here next week hopefully with our third chatter
1: take a little time to find the magic in every day